and he's going to feed us some grapes. Praise the Lamb of God. Mama wife. That's fine. I'll just sit that there. I'm going to get down and enjoy. Have a handful of your healing and just set them beside you if you're not able to eat. Well, I'll eat them. <laughs> I'll eat them now. Just to go ahead and eat them. You'll catch up later. <laughs> well, everybody shout praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It is so good to be in the Lord's house in Warsaw, Indiana. Ooh, I'm telling you. I, I can't think of any place else I would rather be right now. I mean, I miss being at my church, but I am sure glad if I'm not at mine that I'm at yours. Because I'm believing God, like he said, for miracles, manifestations, for an outpouring of the glory of God. For God to do above and beyond what you expect, think, or hope for right now. Like Sister Annette said just a moment ago, the blessings are yours. He said, if you walk in obedience, the blessings and every yes, promise yes. in the book is yours. Everybody say, it's mine. It's mine. I'm going to get it. I'm going to receive it. I'm not just going to touch it. I'm going to possess it. Amen. Turn around to somebody right now and just say amen to all he said. Amen. amen. Tell someone else amen to all he said. <laughs> Amen. I'd say repeat it, but uh, what's the chances of that? Amen. 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 Well, God is a mighty God, and he's precious. He's wonderful. He's amazing. He, he's doing an amazing thing. I just want to say real quickly, uh, and I understand the flu and everybody that's got it, because I got a phone call a while ago, said, what are you doing tomorrow? I said, uh, are you going to be home tonight? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, how many kids are you watching and how many more can you watch? I'm their so-called doctor, their nurse, <laughs> the mop-up guy, etc. And y'all know what I mean. Yes. Amen. Amen. So I said, well, however many there is, I guess they'll be at the, at the camp. One of my daughters, when my wife was so sick, she said, I'm not coming over. She came, she wanted something one time. I had to hang it on the door outside. She said, I'm not coming to the pest house. I said, the pest house? She said, sickness is there and I am not coming in. And uh, so it was funny. We was exchanging stuff on the front door. Amen. So I understand what you got. I had it too. But thank God I ain't got it now. And Sister Ned, come and... Uh, Read those scriptures real quickly. This will be in Numbers chapter 13, starting with verse 1. Hallelujah. Numbers chapter 13, starting with verse 1. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send me to spy out the land of Canaan which I am giving to the children of Israel. For each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. I'm going to skip to verse 19. Whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds. Verse 20, whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are forests, there are or not be of good courage amen be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land now the time was the season of the first ripe grapes praise god i'm going <laughs> to go down to verse 24 the place was called the valley of eshcol because of the cluster which the men of israel cut down there amen and they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Verse 27, Then they told him and said, We went to the land where we sent you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, 
we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and, among, and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to Amen. overcome it. Amen. 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 Let everybody shout amen. 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 I, I, uh, I come today as one that's been to the, uh, here, take this. I come today as one that's been to Eshkol. And I'm not bringing you a rumor. I'm bringing you a positive absolute this morning. We hear so many times like the, uh, like those 10 spies. Those 10 spies says, man, we saw it and it's all there and it's above and beyond anything you can think or imagine. They said not only that, there are giants in the land, there are walled cities in the land, there are fortresses in the land, and on every side of you is the, uh, well, I won't name off all those, all the ites and sites and all of that, but around you is demons and devils that says you cannot possess what God's got for you. Well, you're too little, you're on the wrong side of the tracks, this, that, and the other. I talked to a fella that, uh, uh, yesterday, and he's asking where I was preaching. I told him I was preaching. I said, new creations. He goes, oh, I was there once. And uh, to a singing or something you had. And I said, well, I'll be there today. Uh, come on out. Well, I don't see him here today. But uh, we are, you are, it's not the matter of the numbers that's in here right now. It's a matter of the numbers that's on their way here yeah. right now. And the ones that are on their way here are going to be here because, as it says in, uh, well, uh, uh, um, Naomi said one time, she said it this way, I'm going back. Now, you got to get this. I've went here, but I'm coming back. I've heard a rumor that the bread is in the house again. Amen. Can I tell you something right now? There are people yes. out that's going to come here yes. because they've smelled the bread, Amen. baking Amen. because they've heard about the bread, because you're walking in the glory of the bread of life and the healing virtues of the bread and the chain-breaking virtues of the bread and the glory of the bread and the people's getting saved because of the rumor that, you know, and it's not a rumor because when you find out that it was a rumor I heard, but when I got there, it's reality. It's reality like the book of Acts opening up and falling in our lap. Everybody say, again. again. Now, I want to tell you something really quick. You were born, you weren't born to just taste those grapes. You weren't born to just look at those grapes. I mean, we set them there, and, you know, I saw, I could hear some of you smacking your lips. Oh, I'd like a handful of them because they look like they might be really good. They're really good because I've been sampling them. <laughs> I sampled them before I bought them because I didn't want to bring you uh, sour grapes. Everybody say amen. amen. I, I sampled a handful of those, and, and I said, these are exactly what I want here today. And I'm going to be preaching in a few minutes, but I want you to feel free to help yourself. Oh, pastor, that might not be a nice thing. It's Sunday morning in church. No, I'm, I'm encouraging you to help yourself. I'm encouraging you to help yourself to the miracles, the manifestations, the glory of God. We can hear about it, sit on the back row, twiddle our thumbs and say it happens in our midst. But it needs to happen in you. Yes. And you got to remember today, I, I, I want to encourage you for your children's sake and your grandchildren's sake, from Genesis to Revelation, get every grape that's in the Word of God and possess it. Don't just look at it. Don't just taste it uh, and, and stand back and say, I wish I had more. Because the Bible says, Jesus said, it's all yours. Amen. He said, you're my sons and my daughters, and he's our heir, and we're, he's, uh, we're heirs of his. And everything he's got, he said. I said, he said. Amen. I didn't say the preacher said. I didn't say my neighbor said. I didn't say somebody else said. He said. 
said. When he said you're kings and priests, he said it, and that's the way it is. When he said you uh, got the power to be healed, he said it. I didn't say it. When he said I will save anybody, anywhere, anytime from anything, he said it. Amen? When he said Holy Ghost and fire, can I encourage you? He said Holy Ghost and fire. In the community we live in, a lot of people, they well, we got the Holy Ghost, but then they've said, well, I don't want that fire because that fire stuff, man, that can cause you to get talked about it and looked at funny and, 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 and made fun of. And can I tell you something today? I've already lived that and enjoy it. And, and the more they say about me, well, praise God, amen. Uh, they say, uh, stay away from there. Someone said one day, said, I can't come over here. I said, why, why, why can't you come over here? They said, because you're going to pray until something happens and you're going to hang on until something happens. And, and your people don't know where to quit, where the backup button is. They just keep pressing. Well, today, let's press. Amen. This morning, let's press in. Let's receive the word the Lord's got for us. And let's not be backward. Amen. You were born to possess the grapes. You were born to enjoy the royalty and the blessing and the benefits of God. You've got to understand something this morning in this house that that, that it's all yours. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, well, you know, you're not highly educated and this, that, and the other, and you don't dress a certain way and have your hair uh, twisted and turned and, and tweaked this way and that way, uh, you know, like, like the real people. But I want to tell you something today. Jesus looked beyond our faults and he saw our needs. He looks beyond our clothing because some of the religious clothing that you see don't really get you where you need to be. If your heart ain't changed, nothing's changed, and, and you can have a religious look and miss what God's trying to get you to do. Everybody say amen. amen. You see, you've got an instinct, and I can feel it. I, I, it was so exciting to pull in out here, and I know we was late, and I apologize. I love to hear the music on the outside. And I love pulling up and saying, I hear the music on the inside, way out. No, I'm not talking about at the sidewalk. I heard the music down at the end of the parking lot. And I couldn't wait to get in here because I thought, oh, God, I just know you're getting ready to do it. Again, everybody say amen. amen. You see, you, we, you have an instinct for improvement, an instinct for mo that, that you have a motivation to increase, and there's something on the inside that gravitates you toward growth and, and it pulls you towards the fire and pulls you towards the anointing of God. And, and you was created for expansion, the Bible teaches, and, and God created you that way. And you'll never be happy any way other than the way that God in heaven created created you to be. Amen. And so you might say, I'm not all that. Well, get ready to be all that. Because when you read in the Bible, you you read about some people that wasn't all that and some people that wasn't much and, 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 and some people that was hiding behind rocks. And God said, hey, Gideon, you mighty man of God. And Gideon's looking around and said, uh, I am the least in the tribe that is in the least tribe. I'm pitiful. I'm pathetic. I'm scared. I'm hiding. Who are you talking to, God? And then God said, thou mighty man of God. It ain't what you got in your hand right now. It's what you're getting ready to get in your hand. Amen. It's what God's getting ready to do. He, he wasn't what God called him when God called him. But when God looked at him, God said, but this is what you can be, should be, and will be. Everybody say amen. amen. I mean, you're more than you think you are, and you're more than you think you are right now. And, and I want to discuss, I could discuss forever a whole lot of little things and, and the grapes and how pretty and how nice and how tasty they are. The grapes of wealth and help and peace and power of success and the grapes of the uh, anointing and the grapes that are that is the anointing passing from you to others and the anointing passing from you to your children and and the ministries and uh, man this church has more ministries than my church it's got more ministries than about any church. And you got more people that are willing to take hold of the plow, not looking back, but pressing forward and saying, I can't wait to just plow this field and see what God produces. Amen. I'm thankful. I'm excited for you people here right now and where you're on your way to. Give God a praise right there with us. Amen. 
But here's a key. If you're going to get up and get the grapes, if you're going to, you, go, you can sit on that back there and say, I'm like, I wish I had the guts at that one. I wish I had the guts to, well, so-and-so keeps going up there and getting some, and I don't know if I, I, people might think something about me. They're going to think more of you for not than they are for all. How many times has he been back to that <laughs> table? Amen. Hey, he said, I choose to possess it. Everybody shout amen. amen. I want to encourage you to get out of your seat. You are not going to be disturbing me. Amen. Right. Don't just taste them. Possess them. And they are relative to everything God's going to do in this service this morning. You need to look at somebody right now and touch them and say, I'm going out bigger than better than I came in. Amen. I'm going to start today. I'm going to start today with reaching in and getting a hold of what God's got for me and my church and my pastor and his wife. And I'm going to become what God said. But there's rivers that you've got to cross. The Bible said they, <coughs> they were at Eshcol. And there was a river there that they had to cross and to cross with those grapes in hand. And when they got back, they said, Man, it's all them things. And look at this pot of grapes. It wasn't a pot like that. It was a pot that the Bible said it took two men with a rod to carry into their presence. I assume in my mind's eye that they may have been more the size of, uh, of basketballs. And they were carrying them with everything they had. It probably took a lot of help. And they probably kept having to pass it to somebody else to carry over there and say, this is what is over there. But we can't get it. We we can't do it because there is nothing about us except we are a bunch of Come on. Come on. You Come know on, what brother. they said. He said, we ain't nothing but a bunch of, of grasshoppers. But along about that time, here come Caleb and Joshua. Yeah. And in my mind, they come sliding in there like they're sliding into home. You know what I'm saying. And, and they got dust all over them. And, and they got probably got on one side from sliding in there. And, and, and they said, man, let's get it. Let's go. We've yeah. seen them. We've touched them. We've tasted them. We've possessed them. And, and, and they brought you a sample back. Come on. We can do it. It. God done gave it to us. Let's go and let's possess the land. <laughs> but the Bible said they believed the ten lions. Can I call it lion spies? They believed the lies of the other spies versus the two that told the truth. The lie got there first. And thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of those people died while Caleb and Joshua are waiting for their turn to take the nation amen. to the greater things of God. Everybody say amen. amen. Can I tell you something right now? Get ready to possess. Get ready to receive. Get ready for your healing. Get ready for your family's salvation. Get ready for the benefits of God to spring up in your life. Get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready. You see, you see you're called to strengthen your cords or lengthen your cords and God called you to strengthen your stakes. Everybody say amen. amen. Jabez prayed his little bitty prayer. And he said, Lord, and I can't go through the whole prayer. I don't have time. But he said, but he said, enlarge my border. Can I tell y'all something right now? I see the borders of new creation church busting out. I see it a whole lot bigger, a whole lot better. And it's great right now. It, the anointing in this house is great. But the anointing in this house is about to intensify, intensify. The anointing and the miracles and the manifestation and the people coming into this place. Can I tell you something? You're a light in the darkness. You're a city set on a hill. You're a light, uh, that a candle that is burning, and nothing is going to put it out. They say, well, we'll cover it up with this, and we'll cover them up with that, and we'll push them over on the other side of the tracks. That works for a little while, but pretty soon, just like in the book of Acts chapter 2, the, the, the people of God begin making so much noise that everybody from that side of the tracks is coming to this side of the track because they want to know what what is happening? What has happened on that side of the track? What has turned them people around? What has them excited and dancing and shouting and running and declaring out the window? Great is our God and greatly to be praised. And let's magnify the name of Jesus. Let's testify of the gifts. Let's talk about and let's experience. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 well, well, well. One of the one of the things you've got to cross to get those grapes that's in Eshcol. Now, listen. They brought them out of Eshcol. They brought them across the river and they brought them over as a sample. <coughs> 
But Joshua and Caleb said, we got to go get them. Yes. The lie of the enemy caused thousands to die on this side. Yes. They never possessed the promise. They believed they had the promise. They just didn't believe they were the people that could get the promise. They didn't believe that God was big enough to do what God said he could do. It wasn't a matter. Remember, it's not a matter how big you are. It's a matter of how big he is. It's not a matter what the people around you say. It's a matter of what he said. It doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. What matters is if one person in this house will get up and get the grapes and be like he said, I'm not going to taste them. I'm not going to just look at them. I choose to possess a handful of the promises of, well, excuse me. I choose to possess the entire book of promises of an almighty God because they are mine and I am here to receive it. Everybody say amen. amen. Well, you're going to have to cross some rivers to get them. You're going to have to cross some places to get them. You're going to have to cross the river of obedience. In Deuteronomy 28, Sister Annette done read it and I'm not going to read it, but it said, if thou will hearken diligently unto the voice of thy, thy, <laughs> your God. Let me say it again. If you will hearken diligently to the voice of your God. Now, if you hearken diligently to the voice of your God, that means you've got to hear him. Everybody say amen. amen. And for you to hear him, you're going to have to know him. Everybody say amen. amen. And if you're going to hear him and know him and, and follow him and hear his voice, the world around us is going to say you have a mental illness. <laughs> I said, I've been mentally ill for a long time, but he is still speaking. Amen. So don't tell me he's not talking. That's demons and devils trying to keep you from the, where God's got you. Remember when she read that a, while, a moment ago? It said, and around you. Around you is doubt and chaos and confusion and sickness and illness and disease and the flu and panic and what we're going to do and nervous, nervous anxiety and everything else. The fact of the matter is it don't matter what's around you. If you'll stop and think when, uh, when, when the old prophet was standing there or sleeping one day and his servant got up and thrown open the window and scratched his head and looked down and he goes, oh my God, the enemy. The enemy's on every side. The enemy's on the hill. The enemy's over there. The enemy's are over here. We are surrounded. And the Bible said he woke up Elijah. He said, Elijah, you got to get up. You got to hurry and get up because we're surrounded. We're about to die. If you're about to die, you might as well just let them sleep through. That's what I'm thinking. You know what I'm saying? But, 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 but he said, you got to get up. And Elijah got up, stretched a little bit, went out and looked around and said, uh-huh, they're here. Yep, they're over there. Yep, they're over there. And Gehazi is like, what are we going to do? His knees is knocking. His teeth is chattering. His hands are shaking. He's, a, he's, he's about to go into a panic. Well, he's already in a panic. And, 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 and Elijah just simply said, uh, God, he didn't panic. He wasn't upset. He wasn't nervous. You know, sometimes we get nervous. But if you're a child of the king... You don't need to be nervous about Amen. the world around you. Amen. Now, let me tell you something. Around you is a lot of stuff. In Warsaw, it has a lot of stuff. In the world we're in, it has a lot of stuff. Everybody say amen. amen. But what Elijah said, he said, God, open his eyes. Let him see what's out there. And he opened his eyes, and between him and the enemy stood hundreds of angels of God protecting them. What you've got to remember right now, it don't matter what they say. It don't matter what they do. It don't matter what they declare. It don't matter how many religious people tell you that God don't do what God does do. Everybody, what you've got to remember today is but between me and them is an army of angels. And those armies of angels, the Bible says, are ministering spirits to minister to the saints of God with healing, amen, with victory, with finances, with whatever we need. Don't make way for an enemy to get to you. He will destroy you from the promise of the grapes and will keep you bound and you'll die wishing that one day, someday, one day, well, maybe, no, it ain't a maybe, it ain't a well, someday. It's a right here, right now. Everybody needs to reach out and touch God and reach out and hear from God and reach out and declare, thus say 
saith the Lord. And we all need to pray for a greater anointing, a greater experience, a greater wind to blow than blew at Pentecost. We need to pray for a greater fire than fell in Acts chapter 2 because the world is looking for real people loving a real God that ain't afraid, ain't ashamed to jump on their feet, do their dance, do their shout, hoop and holler and walk in his holiness. Everybody shout amen. amen. Give God a big praise right there real quickly. But there's a river you've got to cross called the river of obedience. You see, it simply means we're going to do what God told us to do. It simply means we are living up to the knowledge that we have received. Listen, if you're a gallon, receive a gallon. If you're a pint, receive a pint. Somebody said, oh, you don't understand. I'm not that educated. I'm not that, I'm not that learned. I, I can only receive and understand and comprehend a little bit. Well, receive that little bit. Because that little bit will begin to ferment in you and will begin to expand. And you'll be coming to get some more. Everybody say amen. amen. I said, you'll be coming to get some more. Say amen. amen. <laughs> Come on. Give God a praise. You're getting the picture now. Amen. If you... Amen. Amen. I like that. Amen. I done cleared the table. But you know when you get your when you get your share and you get your portion, God can't let you keep it because God will only feel what God can spill. He'll only put it in him so he can get it to you. But as long as they can come out of here to you, and as long as they can uh, oh. <laughs> We're not sour grapes. Oh no, no, no. I'm a diabetic too. Amen. Amen. You see, when the people of God get something, we can't keep it. We can't keep our mouth shut about it. We got to talk about it. We got to tell about it. We can't just sit there and, and hold it and possess it. We've got to release it. Everybody say, Amen. I said, We got to release it. We've got to share it. But the only way you're going to possess it. Is you've got you've to hear the voice of God. Oh, I said if you was a gallon, receive a gallon and watch God what does God. And if you're a pint, just receive a pint and receive God, what God does it. I say this at church sometimes. And if you're just a half pint, <laughs> then receive that half pint God's got for you. Somebody say amen. amen. Let me tell you something. The Bible said we cannot put new wine in old bottles. Why? Because it ferments and it will expand and it will bust the bottle. And I used to think that just means the old is no good anymore. The old can be re. The old can be placed in. What they would do in the old Bible days, they would take that old wine skin. They would put it down in something and soak it to where it was pliable again. It don't matter how rigid you are in the past. It's how much do you embrace the future? How much do you embrace what God's getting ready to do? How much do you embrace the people of God that God's got out there that are lost today, but they're going to be saved tomorrow. But if we keep some of our craziness going on in the church world today, we'll never reach them. But we've got to say, where does God want me to be? What does God want me to do? How does God want me to reach the lost and dying world? How can I heal the sick? How can I pray for you? And the baptism of fire with the evidence of speaking in other tongues comes alive in your body. I've got to have something on the inside coming to the outside that you've got to get a hold of. I've got to have enough coming out of me to supply everybody around me. And then I've got to remember that if I'm running out, I know where to go back to the source and get refilled again where my fire can be lit, my joy can expand, my power's unlimited. Let the old wineskin expand to receive the new wine. Hallelujah. I hear a train coming. I hear a train coming. I hear a train that's loaded that is coming. In the Bible, it talked about the camels that were loaded, and they got unloaded uh, there. I believe it was with Rebecca. And here's a sample of this and a sample of that. Here's a grape of this and a grape of that. And then he just throw the covers back from the t all the camels, and she looked at them, and they were loaded with jewels and jewelry and clothes and, 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 and all kinds of stuff. And he said, there's more than this at my master's house. Can I tell 
tell you something today? It's time that we leaders throw back the cover and say there's more coming than there is here right now. And it's time that we, the leaders, express to the lost and dying world and to the sleeping church and to the church that's never been told what all they can possess. You can possess it. You can own it. You don't have to look at it and taste it and go to some other church to receive a little dabble, do you, and come back. you got to bring it back. I don't mean a sample. I mean bring the glory back. Bring the power back. Bring all the grapes back. If there ain't enough here, hang on to God because God in heaven wants to produce it. When he brings fruit to the tree, there's more coming than you can imagine. Yeah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah with me. There's a man in the Bible called Abraham. Abraham uh, uh, lived with the heathens. His family was heathens. They, they prayed to heathen gods. They prayed to wooden gods and stone gods and, and everything else. And, 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 and every time he prayed, nothing ever happened. Why didn't they happen, Pastor Danny? Because they were false gods. False gods don't produce nothing but doubt, chaos, confusion. And one day, this is not the Bible, this is my interpretation of what I read. One day he was frustrated in the temple of all these gods. And he walked out discouraged because nobody was talking to him. And, he, and I believe that he simply said it something like this. Is there anybody out there anywhere? When you get real with God, God's going to get real with you. Amen. When you get tired of the past and the nothingness of it, then God's getting ready to move yes. for you. Amen. And there was a voice, the Bible said, spoke out of heaven and gave him an instruction. He said, grab your wife, grab your nephew, grab your stuff, and get out of this God-forsaken heathen place, and don't stop until I say stop. Come on, Come on give God a praise right there. And the Bible said that he obeyed God. He ended up becoming a friend of God. He ended up with a wife. He ended up being the father of the nation of Israel. He found the God who was God who would talk to him and speak to him and move for him and crush down demons and devils for him and make a path for him and bring him over until he became the richest man on the face of the earth and his wife was standing there going, we got it all, baby. We got it all. <laughs> that say we got it all. <laughs> as best as you can do it. I know you can't shout, but just say we got it all. Got it all. Amen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't always have to scream. All you got to do is look at the devil and just say, no, you don't understand. I got it all. Amen. 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 I said amen. amen. Let me tell you something today. When you obey God, believe God, hear from God, and allow God to speak to you, we don't negotiate either. Can I say that? Let me throw that in. We don't negotiate. Devil, if you'll back up for a little bit, we'll just move a little bit. But no, I want the devil out of here. I want the devil away from me. And somebody told me one time in a denomination that I used to belong to, they said, we wish you'd quit talking about the devil and talking to him. I said, well, he's talking to me. It's rude not to talk to him. And so I tell him, it's time for you to get off. It's time for you to back up. It's time for you to shut up. I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to obey you. I'm not going to let you kill, steal, and destroy my faith. Everybody shout amen. And so sometimes you got to stand up and get bold and get real and tell the devil, this is it, big boy. You're done riding on my shoulder, talking in my ear, stealing my joy, taking my victory. you got to remember, you've got the power to eat that Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whoa. You've got the power to shut the devil down. Yes. And you've got the power to open the doors and the windows Amen. of a place called heaven. Amen. And God said, I will pour. I will pour. He didn't say I'll trickle. He didn't say I will drip. Brother Rick, he said, I will pour. Yes, yes. I will cause to happen out of the doors and windows of heaven beyond your expectation. We we got a God that's got a river that ain't got an end. Amen. Amen. We've got a God that's got an ocean that don't have a bottom. Yes. We've got a God who paves the streets of the streets of heaven with purest of gold. Amen. We've got a <laughs> we've got a God that uses a pearl uh, to be one path of the gate to the city of heaven. Somebody shout amen. 
And then we act like God can't meet my needs. God can meet and surpass my needs and your needs if we will just give it to him. Amen. And then we sit around sometimes. We say, oh, God, I wish. Oh, God, I wish. Quit wishing. God already done it. Yes. Amen. That's the truth. He went to Calvary so that he could accomplish. And he said, it is finished at Calvary. And when he said, it is finished, that means everything you're ever going to need. You don't have to beg and plead and negotiate with God. God wants to open the doors and windows of heaven and pour into your life abundant life, unspeakable joy, uh, uh, unlimited power. God wants you to be the thing in the world today that turns it upside down. And then the people of Warsaw say, oh my gosh, it's just like the book of Acts. The people that have turned the world upside down, they're back. They're here. They're on fire again. We have awoken the sleeping giant and she is the church she is the church let me tell you something real quickly Hallelujah. Let me get my glasses back on so I can tell you something real quickly. He also said, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and forsake their wicked ways. Yes. Amen. 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 Their wicked ways. He said, then will I hear from heaven and then I, everybody say, then I, then then him, then Jesus is going to bless beyond measure, pour out beyond measure. He's going to exceed anything he's ever done in the past with what he's getting ready to do in the future. The man the man with the withered hand, if he hadn't obeyed the voice of God, the man with the withered hand would have never got his miracle. But Jesus looked at him and said, stretch forth your hand. Get this. He didn't even say which hand. Jesus just said, stretch forth your hand. And you would think, as most of us say, that the man with the withered hand would have stretched out his good hand. Because if I'm going to get something, I can't get it in this and I got to get it in this one. Everybody shout amen. But the man with the withered hand before he thought, shot out, shot out the withered hand and the withered arm and the hand opened up and the hand received its healing from an almighty God. Shout amen. You see, you see, when Jesus told the, uh, the, the men to go get water at the wedding, his first miracle, and he said, go get, go get water and bring back barrels of water. They didn't, Mary already went and told him, she said, just go do what he says do. I don't know what he's going to say. Look, he had never done a miracle yet. But Mary knew it's getting, it's happening. We're at the place where it's miracle ground. We're at the place where we know without a doubt it's miracle ground. You don't have to think about it, study. Everybody else can say it's been a funeral parlor. It's a place of death. You already knocked that one out of the park. This place is lively and on fire. Everybody say amen. Amen. I I wish most Pentecostal churches had what you got right here right now. Amen. Amen. Because it would set them on fire and it would get them out of the seats and they'd be dancing in the aisle and they'd be waving their hands and they'd have a little bit of that old time stuff working. You know what I'm talking about? That old time. Everybody say we need some old time stuff and we need it working today. We need a fresh baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the fire. See, if I can't have it with the fire, there ain't no sense getting without the fire because without the fire, it's cold. Amen. Amen. And if it's got the fire, it's going to hatch everything. It needs to be jumping in your life. Amen. And so, and the Bible said, so they brought back those barrels of water and they set them down and they started serving. And, and one of the great men at the feast said, hey, hey, wait a minute. We always serve the best wine first. You've held back. There ain't never been no wine like this wine today. Now get get this in your head. When did it turn to wine? Huh? It turned to wine. Huh? He said when they dipped into it, it became wine. Amen. When is the power of these grapes going to work in you? When you take them, taste them, and possess them. Amen. Well, I wish I could have them. I wish we could do that. But I'm too old. I'm too, I hope and pray that I hope. I'm just hoping that Brother Rick and his church makes it after I'm gone. But I'm too old to do anything. You ain't never too old to do nothing. All you got to do is put forth the effort and be obedient unto the Lord. If you can't do nothing but pray, pray with all you got. If you can't do nothing but sit sit with all you got but don't sit on him sit with him and let God open the doors and windows of heaven if you if you make up your mind I'm going all the way with you we sing a song 
we sing a lot of new stuff and I try to throw in all the old stuff I can because I don't want us to forget where we came from. Amen. And we sing this one song about I've made my mind up. I'm on my way up. Amen. And so you got to make up your mind and make up your mind. I'm on my way and make up your mind. I'm going to possess, not taste, possess. Amen. Everybody say possess, possess. The, grapes. the grapes. Amen. The woman, that woman came to Jesus and, and, and the woman that came to, excuse me, the woman that came to Jesus, she came to Jesus with a, with the absolute fact that she knew that if I get to him, here's another river that we got across with a river of visualization and expectation. The woman said, if I can just get to him, if I can just touch his garment, if I can touch his garment, then I know. She didn't say, I hope. She didn't say, maybe. She didn't say, I have a little expectation. She didn't say, if I'm lucky. Can I tell y'all something? Luck ain't got a thing to do That's with your right. life. Amen. But the blessing of God has got everything to do with your life. And so she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment. Now, let me tell you, she was a diseased woman. There's rumors about her disease and what caused her disease. And so when these people figured out she's behind them trying to get to him, they had to build a religious wall. Shoulder to shoulder, hip to hip, let's do all we can to not sink the ship. <laughs> Amen. Because if that woman gets in this place, that woman, oh, we got to stay close enough that she can't even get between our, our feet to get to Jesus because if she touches us, we're banned from the church for so long ourselves, we can't even get in there. And so, and so I believe that she got on her hands and knees and slithered up through there with everything she had. Because she had a visualization and a realization. <clears throat> and she wasn't even a Jew. But if I can touch the hem of his garment. I shall. Man, that gets better the more the closer you get to the bottom. Amen. Don't worry. I'm all over my own speakers. And she got to him. She could see the grapes, hear the grapes. She could hear it about the grapes. But then she touched him. Yeah. And the minute she touched him, the Bible said she was instantly, totally, completely made whole. Somebody give God a praise. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> What's that little thing called? Hangs down the back of your throat. I got a grape skin wrapped around it. <laughs> I think the devil's messing with me, but he's, he's fighting the wrong guy. There you go, down the hatch. Let me tell you something right now. When we hear the rumors and we hear the, and you know, they don't have to be a rumor with us. We've heard, we've read, listen, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. I read my way into it. They wasn't preaching about it where I went. I went to an anti-Pentecostal church. But I read and I'd heard and I'd heard rumors from a few people around. I was told not to be around them and I better not be caught with them and, and I have no business over there. And, and so I read my way into the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I read my way not only into the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but the gift of tongues. Not only the gift of tongues, I read my way into the miracles and manifestations that are listed in the Bible. I got hungry, and I read about it, and I heard or saw the rumor of it, and I couldn't figure out why nobody's got any of this stuff going on. Where I'm at is very, very limited what would go on. And finally, I read my way and in until, until while they was preaching against it, God filled me with it, and evidently I exploded in the midst and didn't know it, and, and heard later, they said, you was a talking in tongues and a running around like some chicken with its head cut off and flipping and flopping and shaking and moving. And I tell you what, they, they, I'm so glad I got what I got, amen. And I got it in the midst of all that around me that said you can't have it, you can't get it. But if you want it, God will step out of heaven in your behalf in the midst of and in spite of everything around you. And God. Yes. And God knows where you're sitting, and God will give you, and He won't give you a sample, He'll give you all of it. Amen. But then you got to make up your mind when they say, Well, you might have got a little shot of something, but you didn't get God. Well, I got news for you. I didn't quit walking in what I got. The minute I got it, I walked in it. Amen. The minute I embraced it, I put it on. And when I put it on, they knew I had it. 
You wanted to hear about the story about them kicking me out, ain't you? Well, let me tell you, it took them 20 years to get the job done. And you say, and you say, and I've wondered myself, why did I sit there for 20 years in a place where they're preaching against it? Because God wouldn't release me to go, and I was obedient to God and stayed till he said I could go. And when he said I could go, they helped me out all the way. <laughs> With their shoe and everything, they sent me tired and feathered, as the old saying goes, out that door. What I did for 20 years is I tried to leave seed. I tried to leave what I could. I tried to do what I could. I tried to be subject to God. And, and, and let me tell you something. The place has never grown, and it's always faltered, and there's not it's just a little handful of people there hanging on, and, 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 and that's been 25 or 30 years ago. And I'm not rejoicing in that. But I am rejoicing that there is another river. I can't. I got time to preach all this unless I come back and stay. Anyway, there was another river called the river of forgiveness. And the only way you can tap into the promise and the fruit of God and the grapes that God has for you is not to get the grapes of wrath. You've got to get the grapes of joy. And you've got to get that grape that says forgiveness. I forgive people that have wronged me. I forgive people that lied on me. I forgive people that have done me dirty. I, 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 I want to cook them in oil. But, then, but, but, but the word of God says I've got to love them and love them like Jesus loved them and forgive them like Jesus would forgive them because I'm not moving one step farther until mercy and grace take over my life and I'm walking in the power of God's love toward my friend and toward my enemy. Come on. Come on. Give God a praise right there. God is a good God. He wants to bless you above and beyond. 1 Thessalonians said, abstain from the very appearance of evil. Romans chapter 14, verse 16 says, do not let your good be evil spoken of. The Bible said we've got to get to the cross the river called the river of knowledge. Amen. River of knowledge. The Jeremiah said in 29, verse 11, he said, I know the, uh, he said, Jesus said, I know the plan I have for you, saith the Lord, to bless you to strengthen you, to empower you, to open the doors and windows of heaven, to pour that fruit on you. And as you eat and drink that fruit of the Spirit, it, 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 it becomes an orchard because you're pouring into other people. And they're getting what you got. And can I tell you, there's been times in my life, I thank God they didn't get what I got. Amen. There have been a few times I've been bitter and I've been upset and I, and I didn't want to get that. And so i got to do all I can to stay at the foot of this old rugged cross because I want to be obedient I want to have a visualization of everything. Listen, when Jesus went to that cross, somebody said, I don't understand that story. I understand that you don't understand because there have been times I didn't understand. But the fact of the matter, it wasn't the nails that held him there, and it wasn't the guards dragging him up, up uh, the Via Della Rosa. What took him up the Via Della Rosa was he saw you and you and you and them and them sorry low-down this, that, and the other around us, and that sorry low-down Danny Douglas. And he said, if I don't go to that cross... He don't stand a chance of ever escaping hell. He don't stand a chance of ever being baptized in the Holy Ghost or knowing the joy of his sins being cast away. He'll never know the joy of walking in my shoes, says the Lord. And that took him to the cross. Amen. Amen. I've got to hurry. I, I realize I'm maybe holding you a little bit long, but hey, you called me. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. You pretty well knew what you was getting. Amen. Listen, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm closer to done than I am to starting, though. I'll tell you that right now. You need to remember that you've been seated. Here's knowledge. You have been seated in a heavenly place. Yes. You only get seated in a heavenly place if you're covered in a heavenly armor. Amen. Filled with a heavenly, filled with a heavenly infilling, able to operate as a king and a priest. Be it a man or a woman, God don't look on the sexes. He looks on the vessel. Amen. And God fills the vessel with the talents and the gifts and, and, and the whole works. And, and then he releases you to lay hands on the sick and, and rebuke the devourer and, and tell the devil to get off. And he's going to come back fighting and you guard too. Amen. Amen. Somebody said, oh, you don't understand. Everywhere I look, I see a devil. I said, well, you don't understand. Everywhere you look between you and that devil, there's an angel. Why aren't you seeing that angel? How come you can see devils, but you can't see angels? God's not a respecter person. If he's set them there for one, he's setting them there for everybody. Yeah. You see that empty seat right there? No. Hello. Do you see that empty seat right there? Hello. 
Do you see that empty yep. seat? Hello. Yep. Why? There's an angel in that seat. Amen. And that angel's calling somebody that's fleshly into a place that they can be seated in a heavenly atmosphere so that they can receive a heavenly message, so that they can receive a transformation of a heavenly spirit, heavenly heart coming into their hard heart as stone and it becoming flesh so that their spirit can receive the fresh baptism of Holy Ghost and fire. And so they can begin to realize, I can do anything in you. I can do anything. I'm going to be president someday. Well, don't try, go. There's better things that you might want to do. <laughs> Poor Mr. Trump. He's in there, and he didn't have a party, and he said, I'll run on my own ticket. I'll run with my own money. I'll, I'll do what I can. I want to see a na nation made great again. You say, is he saved? I have no clue if he's saved or not. I do believe that the Lord allowed him to get that seat, and, he has, <laughs> and he's done some things that has upset the world. But he's done some things that makes the church shout and rejoice every day. Amen. So sometimes God will even use a somebody less than to do what he needs to get done so that you can live and walk in the benefits the overflow of where they're at so pray for your president don't quit amen the bible said search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and the bible said study to show yourself approved unto god Know what that word said. Read it. Study it. Get down in it. When my eyes was good, I read all the time. I read all the time. I took a year off from watching TV in my 20s. And everybody said, come over and watch this. I said, I, I can't tonight. And I read that Bible just like I would watch TV. I slept it with it in my pillow and laid down on, on my head. And I slept with it on my chest. What that day? Well, I believed that it would soak in to my heart and to my head. Now, I guess you have to be the judge of whether or not you think it did, but I think it sure didn't hurt me. Amen. Now, can I tell you something else real quickly? <clears throat> you need knowledge. You need to cross that river of knowledge and realize you have power over sicknesses and diseases and illnesses and poverty and lack and doubt. And that the Lord said, the Lord said, number one, he said, bye. The, the, the Bible said in Isaiah 53, verse 5, it said, By your stripes I am healed. You got to embrace the word, stand upon the word, shout the word, declare the word. You got to know the promises so you can tell the devil, Oh, no, that's a promise in the book. <clears throat> right there. It might have said Israel. <clears throat> Wherever it says Israel, you can put your name. Amen. You can put your name and be blessed. Somebody says, Well, that's Israel. No, it can be you. When he says, I'll take you through, I'll take you across the Red Sea, I'll take you through the desert, I'll take you into the promised land, that's you. Every one of you right here, right now. All you got to do is make up your mind. I'm following Jesus. Amen. I'm going with him. I'm going to yes. follow him. If they say I'm insane uh, for listening to him, I'll be insane and listen to him. Amen. They persecuted Jesus. They persecuted everybody else. Well, come on. Let's go with the Lord. Amen. And then, and then let me throw this in real quickly. Barnabas had heard the rumor. Remember, there's a rumor that there's bread in the house. Barnabas heard a rumor. He's sitting by the highway side begging. And while he's begging, he begins to hear that Jesus is coming by. And he'd never, listen, he'd never been where Jesus was at. He'd never experienced any of the miracles, manifestations. He'd never experienced hearing the word of the Lord. But he had heard the testimony. He had heard the rumor. And so when Jesus passed by, he began to shout, Jesus! Jesus! And all those nice religious people said, shut up. We're trying to have church. You are messing stuff up. Just be quiet, Bartimaeus. And whenever, you know, when God's getting ready to take you to a miracle, there's always going to be somebody or something say, sit down and shut up. Don't go expecting and don't mess up the service. I tell my church that if I'm preaching, you've got to hit the altar, hit it. If I can't quit preaching, I've got other people in here. It's their job to be down there with you too. Amen. Amen. I said, you can get saved, you can get healed, you can get delivered, and I can keep on preaching. But if I'm allowed to quit preaching, I'll pray until it happens. Amen. And believing that it's going to happen, it's going to happen and, and then I'll go back to preaching. Now, let me tell you something right now. Gee, he, he hollered so loud, he stopped all of heaven and heaven's parade. And Jesus, right there, said, bring him over here. And when he got up, he left the garment behind that was his license to beg because he didn't believe he's going to need that no more. He went with a visual, visual, visual. 
visualization. He went in obedience. He went with knowledge. He went with confidence. And he, they led him over there. And when he got, Jesus got through with him, he was seeing. Everybody say, amen. amen. Praise, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let me take you one, one more story. And I promise I'm going to try to quit. I got to have a drink for this one. Now, this is so good. Yes, that little grape, grape skin's gone. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Where am I at? Oh, you've got to have the knowledge that the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. Everybody say the anointing, the anointing, the anointing. It destroys the yoke. Yes. Whether it's the yoke of your sickness, whether it's the yoke of your some financial problems, whether it's the yoke of some court situations, whether it's the yoke of, of low self-esteem. When you get in a place where the anointing is thick, and it's thick here, and it's thick here right now, and I can tell, listen, I've never heard this man preach yet, but I want to one of these days, but I can tell you by his spirit, the anointing walks with him. Angels walk with him. Jesus walks with him. And so whatever you need, you got to get to where the anointing is. The anointing doesn't mean the man has to touch you. The anointing means I need to get in the atmosphere. And if I can get in the atmosphere, I've told people all the time, say, listen, I've had people get mad. They said, I left sick because you didn't take time to lay a hand on me. You laid it on everybody and you passed me by. I said, well, Jesus didn't pass you by. I might have got caught up in the moment and didn't see you. Or, you know, I, did, did, we got a green carpet. And I always said, put your toes on the green carpet. I know where you're at. If you're back here on the brown carpet, I, don't, I, I assume you're just cheering us on. Well, sometimes people stay back there thinking I'm going to jump back there. Sometimes I do, but not all the time. And I said, all you got to do is trust God because it's in him, not in me. Amen. Well, real quickly, what I wanted to tell you was, you remember, you've heard of Obed-Edom in the Bible. Obed-Edom in the Bible. The Bible said that King David and his men had went to, had made up their mind, we are going to get the Ark of the Covenant. We are bringing it back to, uh, back to Jerusalem and nothing's going to stop us. And they went and got it and they brought it back and is bringing it back. And actually they wasn't handling it the way it should be handled. And you can't mishandle the anointing. Yes. Amen. Yeah, you Amen. thought I'd lost my track. I'm keeping it all into one story. And you can't mess with the anointing. You can lose the anointing. You can misplace the anointing. You can uh, abuse the anointing. Well, anyway, and so they thought, man, the wagon's falling apart. The cattle are stumbling. Some man grabs the grabs the ark to keep it from falling off. And, 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 and that wasn't what he was supposed to do. And they'd already done it wrong from there to here. And this guy dropped dead like he'd been hit with lightning. And they said, uh, <clears throat> let's just park it here at Obed-Edom's house and go on and pray about it a while till we find out what we're supposed to do. So they just pulled it in and parked it at Obed-Edom's house. And how many of you know who Paul Kettle is? <laughs> I'm going to take you back on a track in time. Good old Paul Kettle. I'm going to get around to that some of these days. You know? Pitiful, pathetic, house falling apart, goats sleeping on the in, in the house, chickens flying all over the table and setting all every, everywhere. The only place a chicken is supposed to be in the house is on the stove. <laughs> Everybody say amen. amen. So 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 his place looked like Paul Kettle's place. And everybody knew it was poverty and pathetic and pitiful. And they just parked the ark there and they walked off and said, we gotta go, we gotta go find out what's going on. But then again, there was a rumor of bread in the house because the, vo the voice of the Lord came down to Jerusalem and to the king's court, to David's court, and it said, Has anybody seen Obed Edom's house lately? The grass has grown and it's mowed. The house looks like a new house. His fields are beautiful and there ain't no weeds in them. They said, to, they said, man, there ain't nothing. Of them dirty and nasty no more. They have changed. Everybody say amen. That old amen. apple tree that was out in the yard dead has come back to life and got apples on it. They said you should see it. It looks fit for a king. Everybody say amen. amen. And so David, man, he got his dad. We got to get down and pray and we got to go get it. And they found out what God said to do and they went. I ain't got time for all. They went down and they got it and they brought it out. And when they walked in and they saw the Garden of Eden at Obed-Edom's house. This is what we're taking home. Yes. <coughs> this is what. Oh, there's the cutest little grape. Eat that little grape. 
here just to eat them all. Amen. Everybody said little grape. Little grape. Little bitty grape. Cute little grape. Amen. Can I tell you something right now? You got to make up your mind. You got to lay aside all the junk and the stuff and all the trash that gets in the way and all the stuff that drives you crazy. I got stuff that drives me crazy. On the way here, my wife said, You just let stuff drive you crazy. Stop it. <laughs> I thought, We just went to a Valentine banquet last night. She just preached out of the park. Amen. <laughs> And then she tells me to stop it right now. I said, we are late. She said, I'm sorry. But we're late. She said, now get it together so when we walk in there, the glory falls. I had to snap myself together real quick. I'm sure glad I could hear that music out there. It's, uh, <laughs> but you're better right now than you were earlier. Amen. You ought to see your colors changed. Amen. Your voice has changed. Amen. Touch him and see if he's still hot. <laughs> Touch him. Is he hot or not? <laughs> Was you at the banquet last night? Perfect answer. <laughs> Amen. He's always hot. Yeah, baby. <laughs> She is evidently eating grapes. Amen. <laughs> well, the, <laughs> well, Flip Wilson said, if you got it, flaunt it. Amen. So, <laughs> amen. Amen. God is so good. I am so blessed. I hope and pray. That I'm believing and praying and hoping that when I leave this place, you have received what I have tried to bring and tried to share. And it's more than just some grapes to pass around and eat for an appetizer. And it's more than just a foolishness. They're mine. <laughs> he said, these are mine. They're my grapes. He said, they're mine and my grapes. Now, you got to make up your mind. If you're going to taste the grapes, observe the grapes, or eat the grapes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Can I get our musicians to come?